Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are entirely fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. This episode contains languages that some may find harmful and disturbing. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Quickie. A podcast filled with Filipino short stories for your listening pleasure. In this episode, we present to you Katawan ni Edimar. Hello there, babe. I'm going to tell you a story about this hot stuff, Edimar. Similar to other stories, Edimar came from the province and transferred to Manila to study. A student by day and Aling Marcy's service boy, cook, and sidekick at Manay's Lugawan by night. Whenever the curfew caused by the pandemic starts, Aling Marcy leaves Edimar to his own devices. Unlike the others who work there, the teenager is a stay-in occupant since Aling Marcy trusts him a lot. Ever since the curfew was implemented, Aling Marcy goes home earlier for fear of the police roaming the streets. What she doesn't know is that during that time, a lot of customers are eating at the Lugawan. These badge officers that she's so afraid of are regular customers. Aling Marcy knows how they work during the night. Very martial law-esque. Just recently, a mother was killed by a drunk police officer. Her head was mutilated by the gun's bullet. Aling Marcy is certain that if the incident wasn't caught on the video by the child, nobody will be held accountable. And even though she wants to put some CCTV cameras, her income is just enough for Edimar and her two employee salaries and her kids' tuition fees. Aling Marcy trusts Edimar because of his diligent work and juicy gossips. Every morning before starting his online class, Edimar chit-chats with Aling Marcy about everything he hears from the police officer's conversation, even though he barely has a clue what it's about because of the code names they use. One thing that Aling Marcy doesn't know about Edimar, though, is that every night after closing the Lugawan, he uses the venue for his own entertainment, bringing an array of men to satisfy his cravings. For Edimar... The tables bridged together served as both his sleeping quarters and a haven for the call of the flesh. The shelves, benches, pots, and all the objects in the Lugawan serves as deaf witnesses to these events. Edimar likes men in uniform. He enjoys the cool touch of their metal badges on his body. He's like a crazed dog every time he unbuttons their polo shirts while making out. Aside from their dicks, Edimar loves sucking these policemen's clubs 
fingers and toes and even their guns while he stares into his companion's eyes. The rattle of their belts while he gets fucked is like music to his ears. Edimar becomes a totally different person when he's horny. One night, while attending to the police officers eating at the Lugawan, he couldn't help but seek their attention. He was hoping that at least one of them could fall for his tactics. Time passed, the porridge was all gone, and not a single customer bit into his trap. It was cold that night. Aside from a hot porridge, his body wanted to be hot as well. While closing, Edimar was approached by Junior, the newbie guard at the micro-condo in front of them. He was in his 30s, had a sturdy body, and definitely fit Edimar's type. No porridge left, Mar. Oh, Kuya Junior, I didn't notice it was you. You just miss it. It's all gone. But I have some cup noodles in the cabinet. Do you want some? Junior fished for some change in his pocket. Oh, no. My budget's just enough for a porridge. Thanks, Mar. Hey, no worries. It's my treat. Go inside. I'll just close the shop. Edimar knew that night that his generosity in giving free cup noodles to the guard would be worth it. Once he was done closing the shop, Edimar found Junior seated in front of the tables bridged together. This is where you sleep, Mar? Yeah, kuya. Over there are my sheets, oh, so it's much softer, you know. He pointed at the corner where his sheets were folded. Nice. Well, isn't that comfortable? Junior stated as he waited for his cup noodles. The teenager approached his prospect for that night and said, I'll just heat up some water. Do you want anything else? The two tried to feel for where the conversation was headed. What about you, Mar? As he straightened in his monoblock chair, Edimar knew all too well about those kinds of invitations. He memorized the meanings behind finger movements, lip bites, and leg motions. Edimar knew that aside from the water he was heating up, Junior also decided to be hot that night. Edimar went to Junior as he unzipped his pants. He kneeled down and rubbed his face on his pants until he can feel Junior's erection. Looks like I'll be eating here every night, whispered Junior. Dumbass, this free treat's only for tonight, replied Edimar abruptly. Junior held up both hands in surrender to Edimar. Soon enough, Edimar was sucking Junior off. It wasn't too big or too thick, but it was just right for our main character's mouth. The size was enough for Edimar to simultaneously suck it and stick out his tongue to lick Junior's balls. There were instances where Junior was surprised whenever Edimar reached his asshole. Shit, are you a tick-tick? Joked Junior. See, didn't I tell you? Edimar's a totally different creature when he's horny. So let's go back to the story. So Junior started screwing Edimar's mouth. Despite how hard and rabid it was, our protagonist showed no signs of difficulty in sucking Junior's sticky cock. Snot and saliva were coming out of his nose and mouth, but he kept right on. When Junior took out his penis from Edimar's mouth, Edimar suddenly slaps him in the face. Is that all you got? roared Edimar. Challenge, Junior harshly pulled on Edimar's hair and spat in his mouth. 
The two ravaged each other in kisses. Ow! Yelped Junior. Fuck, you bit me, you homo! He wiped the blood out of his lips. You got a problem with gay people, Kuya Junior? Junior didn't respond and instead pulled Edimar near the bathroom. There, he pushed Edimar to his knees and held him with slaps. Edimar enjoyed this immensely. He wanted to jack up, but Junior stuffed his penis in his mouth and peed inside. Blech! Fuck you! Edimar said angrily. Shit, just enjoy it, Mar. Wood the gross, dirty Junior. The teen closed his eyes and allowed the warm pee from Junior to touch his face. There was something about the scent of his piss that Edimar liked. Um, no to king shaming, I pee in the shower myself. Anyway, enough about me, let's go back to the story. Okay. After that, the junior nudged a small bottle to Edimar's nose and said, Here, snort this. The first snuff sent his vision in circles, while his surroundings gained color and his heart pounded in his ears. Another one, urged Junior. The second snuff made Edimar's vision dark. He felt as if his body was flying, but he couldn't do anything. When he woke up, he found himself lying against white and cold tiles. He couldn't move his body fully but he could feel his fingers with long nails trying to move. He tried hard to understand the conversation that he was hearing. Fuck you, Junior. You pissed on him. It smells horrible. Sorry, Chief. I couldn't help it. He's too good at sucking. Junior explained. Really? He's good at sucking, huh? You fucking gay, huh? You fucking homo. Huh? You gay, aren't you? Suggested the Chief with a slap. Not long enough, Edimar's vision became clearer. He was inside a small office. He saw one uniformed police sitting comfortably in an ergonomic office chair while his feet rested on a table with several logbooks stacked on top of each other. On the wall, there was a portrait of Duterte placed inside a cheap but trying hard to look elegant picture frame. Junior was still wearing his guard uniform, but it was all messy. He also had scratches on his face and was leaning against a railing where another teen boy around Edimar's own age was. The cage was small, almost like a secret prison that can be hidden by the cabinet next to it. Edimar slowly sat up and butted in the conversation. Why cheap? Just because he allowed somebody gay to suck him off, that means he's gay too? Junior and Cheap exchanged looks. Damn it, Junior. This kid you got to replace your boy is talkative. Are you sure he's using? Yes, Chip. You can even have him tested. That's almost a drug addict, insisted Junior. Hey, fuck you, Kuya Junior. I thought you made me sniff popper. I didn't know you were just gonna use me as a replacement for your small dick, boy. Fuck you, shouted Edimar, his strength obviously coming back to him. Shit, Junior. We can't deal with this one. He's so noisy added the chief to the heated scene. Hey, queer, shut your fucking mouth, yelled Junior at Edimar with wide eyes opened. Edimar stood up and almost came for Junior, but the chief pointed his gun at him. <sighs> they always gotta use force, no? Oh, sorry, I have too many interruptions. Let's get back to the story, okay? Hey, you fucking homo, I will kill you. 
threatened the police officer at Edimar. Edimar raised his hands in surrender. Chief, sorry. Fuck this guy. Chief, I don't do drugs. You can ask your guys that eat at our lugawan, begged Edimar. The police looked at Junior in shock and said, Shit, Junior. You didn't tell me he's Marcy's apprentice. You'll get me in trouble with the Queen of Marites. Those nosy women are pain in the ass. Junior wanted to explain himself, but Edimar spoke first. Chip, let me out. I promise you I won't say anything. I won't tell anybody. I'll give you free porridge forever. Please, pleaded Edimar. Not long enough, Edimar convinced the police. He was allowed freedom in exchange of a... In exchange of a blowjob for the chief. Yuck. Edimar quickly kneeled in front of the chief and sucked his small penis. Chief's gun pointed at Junior, who looks like a crybaby, hugging the railings of a nearby cell. Fuck, you're right, Junior. He's good at blowjobs. The police said without shame as he received a blowjob from Edimar in front of Junior and his brother locked in prison. We know that Edimar is a different creature when he's horny. But what we don't know is what kind of creature he becomes for survival. While sucking the chief off, Edimar reached for the police officer's mouth, pulled it down until his jaw gave in. He followed this with a strong smash against the officer's chest, sure enough to stop his heartbeat. Something cracked. The officer is dead. He wasn't even able to make any sound to signal for help from his croonies in the next room. Junior was shocked at what he witnessed. He quickly grabbed the gun from the police swimming in his own pool of blood. Junior was about to shoot but inexplicably, in a blink of an eye, the tip of his own gun was inside the bloody mouth of our very own Edimar. Yes, Edimar smiled and showed Junior his sharp teeth and extremely long tongue. Edimar's face contoured into something different. Our baby Maldita before is now a fierce contoured aswang. Yes, Junior wanted to scream but it was like he swallowed his own tongue in fear. He ran and squeezed himself to get inside the prison where his brother was. While the two were crying, Edimar was busy putting the remains of the massacred police in a plastic bag. When Edimar finished, he stepped closer to Junior, bringing a farmer's sickle. Where did he get that? I don't know, I'm just a storyteller here. Here, slash your neck, Edimar told Junior. Please, Mar, my brother and I are just victims here too, begged Junior. Fool, I know who you really are. You just pretended to be a guard so you can find someone innocent like me to replace your brother. I know your family. Aling Marcy said you're a family of thieves, fucker. Junior was about to attack Edimar, but Edimar looked him dead in the eyes, his face filled with blood and his hand holding a plastic bag full of the police remains. So Junior just backed out. You know, fake personality, fake bravery, who knows he got fake diploma, hmm? Just kill yourself, Junior. You'll never win, said Edimar. Junior cried like a baby before he slashed his own neck. His blood splattered everywhere. Once again, Edimar collected Junior's remain as he sang, Junior, Junior, magnanakaw, magnanakaw si Junior. The sole witness stared. Before leaving, Edimar told Ime, 
to not even try to report the events or he'll be next. Imet stays inside the cell. He deserves to be imprisoned, a replacement for his thief mother. The next day, Edimar brought new gossip to Aling Marcy. Aling Marcy stated that she wasn't convinced by the story since Junior's family controls the police. It was probably just wives' tale by their family to induce fear. You know what? It could be, since the mother never went to jail despite her many proven crimes of stealing. What if Ime being imprisoned was all gossip so they could test if Junior could steal from the poor? We might find out soon that Junior's kid is now the president of the country. Damn. <sighs> That night, customers visited Manay's Tugawan. The specialty are the remains of the chief and Junior, the Iho de Puta. The end. Thank you for listening to Quickie, powered by Podmetrics. Quickie PH is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Do you want your story featured here on Quickie? Send us an email through quickieph at gmail.com and we will read it every Thirsty Listener's Story segment. This podcast episode is based on or is inspired by true events. Unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in this podcast are either the product of the podcast creator's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.